Hello and welcome to Leanne Ward Nutrition, a podcast where you will find expert advice on all things health and nutrition related. Each week, we will discuss my three niche areas of gut health, emotional eating and sustainable fat loss. My hope for this podcast is to cut through the BS online and show you real, practical and evidence-based messages around nutrition so you can live your best life day in and day out. So sit tight, buckle up, and let's get started on today's podcast. Do you struggle to eat out or socialize in the festive season without going totally off track? Do you struggle to maintain your weight during December and always find yourself starting a new diet in January? Do you feel food guilt over the holiday season? If you answered yes to any of these, then this podcast is for you. I'm Leanne, your host, a registered nutritionist and dietitian from Australia and a total foodie at heart who is going to share all of my wisdom with you today. This podcast episode today is on social eating tips for the silly season. And I've chosen to cover this topic today because I know how many of you are struggling with socializing and eating out. Particularly now, a lot of places are out of lockdown. There's the extra pressure to go out and socialize and eat out because we haven't been out in a while. And also there's the extra pressure of the silly season. So most of us are eating out far more than usual. So I know that most of us are struggling to either find or keep that balance. So I did touch on social eating in another podcast episode I did on this podcast, which was episode 27. So please go back and have a listen to that too, if social eating is something that you really do struggle with, because the tips in episode 27 are a little bit different to the tips that I'm going to give you guys today. So meeting friends and family for a meal out is a normal part of life, and we shouldn't actually be trying to avoid it. But what we can do is have some super handy tips up our sleeve to maintain our healthy lifestyle. And that's what I would love to give you guys today. I want you to be able to eat foods that you love without fearing like you're going to gain all the weight back or feel like you're going to lose control and just eat everything in sight. So today's podcast is around providing you with lots of tools for your toolbox. So what this means is that I'm going to give you guys lots of tips and tricks, but you shouldn't do all of them. Just choose maybe two or three that are appropriate for you and that make you feel good. Because the thing is, right, we're all so different and there is no way that without me knowing you personally, that I'm able to give you exact tips for your lifestyle that are going to work for you. So the goal from me today is to give you many tools in your toolbox. I want to give you a whole range of tips for differing social occasions, different days, different events, different, um, I don't know, times of the month or different stages of your life. Even if you just find a few of the tips that are helpful, that's a positive today because as I said, all of the tips are not going to work for you because we're all different and that's completely fine. My goal is to give you plenty of tips and for you to take just a couple of them, add them to your toolbox and pull them out as needed um, in different types of social occasions. All right, so let's jump into my social eating tips for the silly season. Here are 15 tips that I want you guys to add to your toolbox. So again, don't pick every single one, just pick and choose the ones that suit or that resonate with you the most. So tip number one, and I think that a lot of you guys are going to find this one helpful. Tip number one is to remove the restriction. Now, when we restrict or tell ourselves that we can't have something, 
Our brain wants it 10 times more. Think about when you tell a toddler not to do something. They automatically go and do it or they continue to do it because you're saying to them, don't do it. Same with our brain. If we say to ourselves, this December or this festive season, I'm giving up carbs or I'm giving up sugar, I'm not going to have one alcoholic drink all festive season. It's really difficult to maintain balance because it makes our brain want or crave it 10 times more. So my tip is to remove the restriction and actually allow yourself to eat a small amount of these things that you enjoy and that you find pleasure in. Now, I'm not saying that you should eat everything in sight. Of course, I want you guys to find balance, but let's let go of the black and white style of thinking when it comes to nutrition. But I want you guys to focus on filling up on good, wholesome foods first, and then eating a little bit of soul food after for the taste and the pleasure. So what this can look like, instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to have lunch today, I'm just going to have a block of chocolate instead, I would rather you guys put some good nourishing food into your body, have a beautiful, fresh um, you know, salad with some prawns and some mango or something like that, and then a few squares of chocolate afterwards. So whole foods first, soul foods after. Remember that mantra because that's worked really well for myself and a lot of my clients. So another example of what balance um, and allowing yourself to eat some of your favorite foods would look like. So say you wanted to enjoy a glass of wine or two, because that's something that brings you a lot of pleasure. And obviously when I'm not pregnant, a glass of wine or two brings me pleasure as well if I'm eating it. But we don't want to go down that pathway where it's all or nothing. So what we could do is order a healthy main meal and have one or two glasses of wine on the side. Or if you're not a drinker, but you love desserts, again, you could order a healthy main meal and then you could either share or have your own dessert on the side as well or afterwards. So just because we're eating out, it doesn't mean that we need to go entree, main, dessert, drinks. Honestly, it's just far too much food for the majority of people. Think about adding one to two healthy options into your meal if you're eating out and then one to two small amounts of soul foods into that meal as well. So we don't need to go all or nothing where just because it's on the menu or just because we're eating out, we can have everything in sight. Try to find that balance and fill up on one or two whole foods first and one or two soul foods after. Tip number two is all around portion sizes and portion control. So this sort of links back to tip one and getting rid of that all or nothing type of thinking because most adults, even active ones, simply don't need an entree, a main, a dessert and alcohol and not to mention the bread basket too. So if you leave a restaurant or a cafe feeling sick or feeling like you're just sluggish and you've overdone it, you probably have. (laughs) So my tip for my clients is to just pick one or two things and eat slowly and mindfully. So as I said, you might just choose an entree or a small entree and a small main, or you might have a main and half a dessert, or you might choose just a main meal and a drink. um, And then, you know, have a couple of spoons of your friends or your partner's dessert on the side. It's all about balance. Don't feel like you need to eat everything just because it's on offer. Listen to your body and don't be afraid to share meals if you want, or to just leave food or ask for a little takeaway box um, because you don't have to eat everything on your plate. Typically, the serving sizes in restaurants and cafes are far too big. So most of us, the main meal that we order, unless we're in sort of like a fine dining place or something like that, generally in most cafes, restaurants, pubs, that sort of thing, the main meal is 
you know, sometimes twice as big as what we might serve ourselves at home or honestly what we should be serving ourselves. So the main meal for most of us is more than enough food. If we're going to add on things like entrees and desserts and breads and um, alcoholic drinks, or even, you know, mocktails can be quite high in sugar and calories as well. Um, we really need to find that balance. So again, some maybe a, a good balanced way for you to eat is having a small entree, a dessert and a glass of wine. If, that, if they're the things that you love versus trying to add the main meal in as well. Well, so really trying to find that balance, ask yourself, what do I love and enjoy the most? What gives me the most pleasure? But also what's a way that I can find some good, healthy, wholesome food to put into my body, an option with some grilled lean protein and some veggies and salads in it as well. And speaking of alcohol, this brings me to tip number three. So really around this December period, watch the calories that alcohol provides, guys. And I had a conversation with my client last night who said to me, oh, I go out and I just drink, um, you know, vodka, vodka and soda because it's got no calories in it. So it's very easy to think that alcohol or better choices in terms of alcohol have very low or very limited calories. But if something is alcoholic, it absolutely has calories in it. Sure, there are better choices, but alcohol itself is a whole nother macronutrient. So for every gram of alcohol you have, it's about seven calories. So all alcohol has calories in it. So if you're trying to watch or maintain your weight or maintain balance, you absolutely need to keep an eye on how many drinks that you're having. So if you're at a standard cafe or restaurant, a, a standard glass of wine is around 120 calories. If you are having like a nice craft beer, could easily be upwards of 150 calories. And a cocktail made on, say, syrup or juice can be upwards of 200 calories. So when most of us are having one or two drinks on top of more energy-dense meals, plus a bit of the bread basket and a bit of the dessert, it's easy to see why most people gain weight over this December or this festive period. So if you choose to drink alcohol, alcohol, make your meals a lighter choice. That's probably the, the first tip. Um, and then stick to two drinks max. So really either try to be that designated driver that has one or two and drives home or just sort of when everyone else is ordering multiple and multiple, swap to something that's like a lower, calor a lower calorie option. So have one or two glasses of wine and then you might have some soda water with um, a wedge of lime or something like that. So watching the amount of calories that come from alcohol is probably one of the best things we can do over the festive season, but also one of the things that most people tend to overindulge in too much. And don't forget, alcohol is a toxin to the body. It is not something that the body needs and the body has to work very, very hard to process it and clear it. So rather than having, you know, just a drink every day because it's Christmas and we're winding down and, you know, um, work's finished or school and the kids are finished for the year, try not to get into that habit of pouring yourself a drink or a couple every single night. Really save the alcohol for social occasions and celebrations because, as I said, the body has to work work really hard to actually clear it out. And we definitely want to try and maintain some balance with alcohol. And when the body's processing alcohol, it can't actually process a lot of the, the, the food that's going on as well. So if you're doing a heavy meal plus some alcoholic drinks, that's where the body really struggles to process it all. So always, if you can, if you're having a couple of drinks, try to stick to a lighter meal choice. It'll just make that um, the way that your body functions and processes all of those extra calories and toxins from alcohol a hell of a lot easier. So light meal choice if you're choosing to drink and really sort of set yourself a limit before you go out in terms of how many drinks that you have, because um, alcohol can be the, you know, the easiest way to sort of undo so many of us over this festive period. 
Tip number four, speaking of drinks, a lot of non-alcoholic drinks also contain a lot of sugars and a lot of calories. So particularly if you're eating out at breakfast or brunch, guys, be really mindful. I mean, soft drinks are pretty obvious, but things like smoothies and juices and cold pressed juices, iced coffees, and also mocktails. So a lot of these things, although they don't have alcohol in it, which is great for a lot of people, and they provide a lot of you know pleasure and satisfaction. If you're someone that doesn't drink or if you're choosing not to drink, it is lovely to have a mocktail. You know, you sort of feel like you're fitting in a bit. But just be really mindful that these types of things aren't calorie free. Even if they've got healthy ingredients in them, like juices and smoothies, um, they still contain quite a lot of natural sugar from the fruits. So try to have water as your number one fluid. But if you feel like being a little bit more indulgent with your meal or if it's a hot day and you want a bit of a juice, really just try to stick to one or order it and share it with a friend and sort of dilute it down with a bit of water. Because as I said, these um, non-alcoholic drinks do tend to have quite a lot of sugar in them and can contribute to um, you know, just additional calories and that sort of thing, particularly if you're someone who eats out a lot and every time you eat out, you're getting a juice or you're getting a smoothie with a more energy dense meal as well. Tip number five, when you're looking through a menu, this tip is to you know, fill up your body with wholesome foods first. So try to choose an option or focus on options on the menu that are loaded with veggies and salad. So not only does this help with fullness and satisfaction because you're getting all of that wonderful fiber and bulk from all the veggies and salad, you're also getting extra vitamins and minerals. And at this time of the year, all of these vitamins and minerals count, guys. So really, we want to sort of scan through the menu and look for options that have naturally, you know, extra veggies and salads in them. And if they don't, we can always add them to them. So that's tip number five is to try and prioritize any options on the menu that are loaded up with extra veggies or salads. Tip number six is something that I love to do and also that I really encourage my clients to do and they find you know really great success with that. So I call it my half-half guide. So if you want to go out and order something like super delicious or you know it's a bit more energy dense. So I always think like a pizza or a pasta or a chicken parmi or maybe even some fish and chips. I recommend for my clients to do what I call the half-half guide. So either eat half of the meal or share it and then take the other half home. So what we're going to do is we're going to have half a pizza or half a bowl of pasta or half the chicken parmi. And then we're either going to share the other half with someone else or take it home. And with the other half of our plate, we're going to load up on an extra serve of either veggies or non-starchy, um, sorry, non-starchy veggies or salads. So basically our plate would look like two or three slices of pizza and a huge side salad on the side, or half the chicken parmi, half the chippies and a massive salad on the side, or half a bowl of um, this beautiful, you know, prawn pasta with um, a huge serve of like steamed veggies on the side. So what this means is that you're able to get that taste and pleasure and satisfaction from the meal that you really wanted, but you don't leave feeling um, just bloated and sluggish and over full because a lot of these times like a whole pizza or a whole bowl of pasta is just too much carbs and majority of it. And you don't leave feeling great. You feel you leave feeling bloated and over full. It's just not a nice feeling. So although you might be spending extra on ordering kind of two meals because you've got to order like a salad and a pasta or a pizza and some veggies, you also get the benefit of being able to take the other half home and have it the next day. Or you can share it with a friend. So you're sort of paying half, half. I find that it actually saves me money when I'm eating out this way. Plus I leave feeling great and energized and just really happy because I got to order the thing that I wanted. It was delicious, but I also don't feel super full and super bloated and really sluggish. You know, everyone else is leaving the restaurant going, Oh, I feel so full. I feel so sick. Whereas I'm normally leaving being like, I feel great. Like I had a couple of slices of yummy pizza and I filled up on heaps of delicious salad, um, which was nice and light as well. And, you know, help fill my tummy up. So really for me and a lot of my clients, a half, half 
self-guide works really, really well. So that might be a tool that you guys um, choose to use if you're eating out a little bit during the festive period. Tip number seven, it's pretty simple, but if a meal is served with fries or chips, either eat a couple if you love fries for the pure taste and pleasure and then give you know, the rest to someone else. Or if chips aren't your soul food, if they're really not your thing, if you're like, oh, I could give or take them, ask yourself, if you don't absolutely love something, don't eat it because deep fried potato chips are not actually good for your body. So we probably don't want to be putting additional foods into our body if we don't actually love them, if they're not doing us any service. So I would just ask for the chips to be replaced with either extra salad or non-starchy veggies. So a lot of meals, particularly if you're eating out at lunches or that sort of thing, like wraps and burgers and that sort of thing can really be served with, it's like a wrap or a burger and some fries. So we're really just, um, you know, we're sort of overdoing the portion. So if the burger or the wrap is enough for you, just ask for no chips on the side. Or if um, you would like a little bit extra, ask for the burger with and swap the chips out with some salad or swap, you know, um, if you've got a wrap and chips, swap the wrap out for um, an extra serving of um, some steamed veggies or something like that. A lot of cafes and restaurants are really quite flexible and other places will do it for just, you know, a couple of extra dollars. So think about this as an investment in your health, guys. I did this the other day where um, I had, what did I order? A chicken burger and it had cheese and mayo. So it was actually quite energy dense. And I think the chicken was um, crumbed as well. And I just thought, you know what, that will be more than enough for me. Even though I love my fries, I knew that I was going out for um, dinner again the next day as well. So I just asked the, um, the guy, I said, I don't need any fries. Don't put any on the plate. Um, and then he said, would you like anything else? And I said, well, if the option is to add a bit of salad and he said, oh, for $2, the, the chef can do that for you. So I said, $2, fabulous, add some extra salad onto the plate. Um, the, the burger itself was actually too big. I didn't end up eating the whole burger, but I was able to fill up on a lot of the extra salad that they put on there for just a few dollars as well. So you know, we never know if we don't ask guys. So just have a conversation with your waiter when you're eating out and just see what the options are in terms of, you know, changing up the meal a little bit or adding a, a, an extra serve of veggies or salad, because it really does go a long way to provide your body with those extra nutrients, but also um, leave you feeling really great and energized versus, you know, quite full and sluggish if you were to eat the meal as it was sort of written on the menu. And speaking of salads, tip number eight, just be mindful that salads aren't always the best option. So, and I say, I don't say this lightly. I'm a huge fan of salads, but a lot of salads at restaurants aren't particularly healthy. So think about a Caesar salad. Really the only you know kind of healthy thing in there is a lettuce. The rest of it is like croutons and bacon and creamy dressing and cheese. So just be mindful of the actual ingredients in your salad. If you go out and think, I'm going to have a lighter option today, I'm going to order a salad. Well, that's wonderful. Like I'm super, super proud of you, but just really be, be careful and scan the menu for the ingredients in that salad. And if the dressing is a really creamy one, like a ranch dressing or a Caesar dressing, ask for it on the side so you can actually control how much you have in that meal. A lot of times salads come out and they're like drowned in the dressing. And I had this conversation with my client uh, the other day. She was in America and the restaurants, a lot of restaurants in America will actually list um, the amount of calories and, and that sort of thing on the menu. So it was quite easy to see where it was coming from. And the, this, the dressing that she added onto the salad had 290 calories. And I said to her, the salad that you chose is a great option, but did you realize that the dressing is close to 300 calories? And she nearly 
fell over. So what we did is we ordered it on the side and she used what we call the fork method where she just kind of dipped her fork in um, and used a little bit of that dressing. And she took a photo of it afterwards and she sent it back to me and she said, you know, I think I used, you know, a quarter or just less of that of the dressing, which is a really good way to sort of control the energy density in that meal. So salads are wonderful, but some salads honestly have the same calories, if not more than the hamburger option or something like that. So if you love salads or you want a bit of a lighter option, that's great, but just make sure they're not too energy dense with extra, you know, cheeses and croutons and bacon and crispy noodles and fried onions and that sort of thing, because it can really blow out the calorie content of them. And if the only real veggie or salad in that salad is like kale or um, spinach, then is it really a salad? I had another client send me something the other day and it was a, a kale base and it had eggs and halloumi and um, avocado and pesto and nuts in it. And I thought, well, there's no, like, there's not many veggies in that. I wouldn't actually call that a salad. It just had a little bit of salad in it, but I wouldn't necessarily call that a salad option. It was very energy dense from all of the, all of the fats in there, even if the fats were healthy types of fats. So just be wary that salads can or cannot be great options for you. So really have a look at the ingredients within those salads to sort of decide if it's going to be a good option for you or not. Tip number nine is all on protein. We want to choose protein options at Alina. Protein is super important because it's the big macronutrient that keeps us full and satisfied, but also protein can contribute a lot of additional calories if it's not that lean. So my top picks at cafes and restaurants are always a grilled white fish, prawns, chicken breast, turkey, pork, tofu, eggs, or something with beans or legumes in it. The protein options that aren't as lean and that tend to have a lot more calories in them are things like pork belly, lamb, wagyu beef, brisket, and honestly salmon, because although salmon is a wonderfully healthy food, it's one of my favorite foods, the portions in a lot of restaurants of salmon, and because salmon is very high in fat, even though it's healthy fat, it's quite energy dense. So a lot of the time salmon it might seem like a great option on the menu, but it still contributes quite a lot of calories because the portion of salmon that they give you in a cafe or restaurant is generally twice, if not more, what most um, what most people actually need. So probably not the leanest option, although it is a very healthy option. So just be wary of the protein options that you're choosing um, at restaurants. And that brings me to tip number 10. When you are choosing, uh, you know, foods and, and um, choices off the menu, we really want to try and practice the skill of mindful eating. So eat slowly, pay full attention to your meal and stop when you've had enough. So stop when you're about 80% satisfied, not 100% stuffed. It's very easy to overeat in restaurants because you think, well, you know, I paid for this. I don't want to waste it. Don't be afraid to either give, um, you know, someone else at the table the rest of your meal if you can't finish it or take it home with you because portions in restaurants and cafes are often far too large for us. So don't feel like you have to finish them. If you're satisfied, stop eating. Too many of us don't pay enough attention to our body. We overeat and then we leave feeling bloated and sluggish and it's just not a great feeling or, you know, we just feel a little bit unwell for the few hours afterwards when we get home. So don't feel like you need to eat everything on your plate. Really try to tune into your body. And as I keep saying, stop eating when you're satisfied and not stuffed. And don't be afraid to ask to take the rest of the meal home or just give it to somebody else at the table. Or if there's only a couple of bites left or a couple of chips, just push it, you know, push your plate in, put your napkin or serviette over it and sort of call it a day. Don't feel like you have to, again, do that all or nothing type of thinking where because you ordered it, you have to eat it because 
your body's going to respond so much better for you from you tuning in and listening to it and really understanding um, when it's had enough and when it feels satisfied versus when it's too full. Because when you've had too much and you're too full, unfortunately, there's not too much you can do from there. You're going to feel that feeling of bloated and heaviness and uncomfortableness um, for many hours afterwards. If, if you've already overeaten, you can't really sort of take that back. And tip number 11 in terms of our um, choices from the menus, if you're looking to choose some leaner options, just look at the wording that a lot of things have on menus. So we want to try to either avoid or limit things that are described as either buttery, creamy, fried, crispy, breaded, crumbed or battered. Often these options are super high in fat and it's not the good type of fat either um, and also calories. So the options are really, you know, quite high or energy dense. So although I said before, chicken breast is a great option. If it's a creamy chicken breast or a crispy chicken breast or a breaded or a crumbed or a battered chicken breast, this obviously isn't going to make it as lean as if it was a grilled chicken breast. Grilled options on your menus are always going to be your best or your leanest choices. And if the menu doesn't say how something's cooked, ask the waiter um, if they can just check with the chef for you because it again can just add a lot of pleasure and satisfaction to the meal if you're getting something that's light and, and grilled versus heavily battered or crumbed or deep fried. Tip number 12. So moving away from, I guess, um, ordering off the menu, um, talking about social events in general. A lot of my clients really struggle when they go to social events because they're starving. So what I recommend is having a filling snack or a little mini meal before you go. There's nothing worse than rocking up at an event or a party or someone's house starving and you basically just inhale the entire bread basket or the entire bowl of chips and guac. So some of my favorite options to sort of fill myself up or, or fill my clients up before they go to these events are things like vegetable sticks and cottage cheese, a high protein yogurt and a bit of fruit, a big bowl of veggie bean soup. You can have some protein, maybe like some turkey or some chicken breast wrapped up in some lettuce leaves. Um, you can do some boiled eggs and some veggie sticks. Basically, we want to eat a small serve of protein and a small serve of veggies because this is what's lacking in a lot of social events is the protein and veggies. And these are the two um, nutrients that really do help to keep us full. So if you can go and you know add something into your tummy that's going to have a little bit of fullness and bulk before you go, by the time you get to that event, it's really, really going to help to reduce a lot of that overeating that happens at events that have, you know, the nibbles and the canapes and the cheese platters and that sort of thing. So if you find that you're someone that goes to these events and you can't resist because you're genuinely hungry, like these platters of food keep going around and you're grabbing spring roll after spring roll after dim sum after prawn toast, um, and then you actually get to the main part of the meal and you're like, oh, I'm so full because I ate so many canapes, it's a really great idea to have something before you go. So going to these social events. Starving um, is never a great idea. So I always recommend having some veggies and some protein before you actually go. It'll just help to fill you up a bit and will limit the amount of overeating that you do at these events. And tip number 13, if you're eating in a shared setting, be that person, be me, be that person that orders the extra server veggies. Because a lot of times I go out with my girlfriends and, you know, we're having a great meal and everyone's like, let's do some share plates. And that's cool. I, I love nothing more than being able to sample and try everything, right? But everybody else will have everything, you know, the more energy dense options taken. So someone will order the spring rolls and someone will say, let's get the chicken skewers and satay. Someone says, oh, let's get the, the, the bao buns and the pork belly. And I'm the one who goes, hey, can we have two or three serves of, you know, the steamed Asian greens or the, all the, 
you know, um, broccolini with garlic. And everyone looks at me a bit funny, but ordering the extra server veggies and salad helps to create the balanced plate. I can promise you that when you're in a, in a shared sort of setting with your friends, everybody else will have the protein and the carbs taken care of, but everybody forgets about the veggies or salad. So try to be that person that orders the extra veggies and salad. And then when all of the share plates come, try to avoid picking off multiple plates or just sort of randomly eating. Try to kind of build a healthy plate so that you're aware of what you've actually consumed and you're able to build a complete meal. So the goal is when you're eating out in a social situation and even at home is to have half a plate of veggies and salad, a quarter of a plate of protein and a quarter of a plate of carbs as well. So a lot of us, we're not getting anywhere near the amount or the bulk of veggies or salads that we want when we're actually eating out. So ordering those extra veggies and salad, if you're doing a sort of a share plate situation, people will look at you a bit funny and go, oh, no one's going to eat that. But I promise you, everybody does. And you need all of that to help build a a healthy plate in order to help or prevent you from overeating or getting to that stage where you feel gross and bloated and sluggish because you've just had too many spring rolls and, you know, deep fried chicken bits or something like that. So you really do want to focus on as many veggies and salads as you can. And again, if you order too many and you know people don't eat them, just take them home with you. It's not it's not wasted. Most cafes and restaurants will, will give you doggy bags and let you sort of take home things that aren't eaten. So I always like to, or I prefer to sort of overorder a few extra veggies and people say they won't eat them, but they majority of the time they always get eaten. And it's a really nice way to sort of balance out your plate as well when you're eating in a shared setting. Tip number 14, speaking of social eating, if you feel that social pressure when you're eating, um, or if you're someone who goes to a restaurant and a cafe and you go, right, today I'm going to make a really healthy choice because I'm eating out heaps this week. And then everybody goes around the table and everyone's like, I'll get the pizza, I'll get the pasta. And your healthy chicken salad just goes out the window. If you feel that social pressure to sort of order what everybody else is ordering, basically make your choice first. So when the, when the waiter comes over and he says, um, you know, um, who's ready to order say yep I am and make you make your choice first because that way you don't feel that pressure to have to sort of order or want to know what everybody else is eating make the choice for yourself based on what you feel like off the menu remember fill up your body with good whole foods first and then have a little bit of soul food afterwards so if you feel pressure to I guess conform with everybody else or order what everybody else is ordering try to make your choice and your decision first And I guess that sort of applies to the social pressure if you're going out to eat at someone's house as well. A lot of times clients will say to me, I'm not going to drink tonight. And they text me after and they say, oh my goodness, I got there. And, you know, I was saying I wasn't drinking. And then they just kept giving me a glass and shoving it in my hand. And I ended up having like six wines and now I feel awful. So if you, again, feel that social pressure in a situation, try to make your intentions known as soon as you get to a social gathering. So when you rock up to someone's house, as an example, you could say, you know, your friend Heather opens the door and you say, Heather, thank you so much for having me for dinner. I'm so excited to to be with your company. But just to let you know, I won't be drinking tonight, but I am really looking forward to the dinner um, and all this delicious food that you've cooked. And so when the host comes around and starts pouring wine, it's a lot easier to remind them of your intentions. Like, oh no, remember I said when I got here, I wasn't drinking today. Thank you anyway. It's a lot easier to remind them then versus trying to argue with them when the wines are ready, you know, it's already flowing and being like, oh no, I don't think I'll drink tonight. It's much easier for them to just shove a wine glass in your hand and go, just have a drink versus if you've made your intention very clear from the start when you've sort of arrived. So I'm always um, a big advocate for my clients of saying, make your intentions known from the very beginning. And then you might just have to remind people, remember I said I wasn't doing this or remember I said tonight I'm not having a drink. Um, It's a lot easier to remind people versus trying to 
I guess, tell people you're not drinking after they've already had one or two glasses of wine. So eating wise, if you feel that pressure, as I said, try to order your meal first or try to be sort of um, the person that, um, you know, builds that healthy plate first rather than randomly picking everything in front of you and also make your intentions known from the beginning. As soon as you rock up to dinner or you get to somebody's house, let them know um, what your intentions are for the day and own that as well. Don't be afraid to say, sorry, I'm I'm not going to have a drink tonight or I'm not going to have any dessert tonight, but I am really looking forward to socializing with you all and enjoying this catch up today as well. And then the last tip guys, tip number 15, home stretch now. If you struggle to stop eating things that are right in front of you, so for example, the chip bowl or the cheese platter, you've got a couple of options. Either remove yourself from the food. So pick up the food and send it down the other end of the table or remove yourself from the table. So get up, go and use the bathroom, go and grab a glass of water or simply just um, you know help the host either serve out some food or start cleaning up. If you're somebody that really struggles with the mindfulness and you feel like you're like, you just can't stop eating the cheese if it's in front of you or the chip bowl will just disappear before your eyes because your hands are putting them into your mouth. You don't even know what's happening. If you're someone that struggles with that, it's around mindfulness, but it can be really difficult to stop that in social situations. So the first thing I say to my clients is just remove yourself to break that pattern. Um, Get up, go use the bathroom or pick up the platter and send it down the other end of the table. It's probably the easiest thing to do. But if you find that you're in a social situation, maybe you're at a Mexican restaurant and people have ordered like four or five bowls of chips and guac and it's sort of spread out between every second person. You can't get away from it. Try to keep your hands busy. So a lot of times we're eating these foods quite mindlessly, right? They're in front of us. We're not really conscious of what we're doing. Our hands are just kind of grabbing the chips and the guac and they're going in our mouth and we're like, oh my goodness, I can't stop myself. What's wrong with me? So try to keep your hands busy. So a tip that I really like to use um, in social situations, because when I get quite nervous, I either drink or I eat. (laughs) So what I like to do is keep my hands busy. So I will hold something like my mobile phone in one hand and a glass of water or my drink bottle in another hand, or I might... um, I don't know, hold something like my car keys in one hand and um, a glass of water or a napkin in another hand. So if our hands are busy, we're far less likely to do what we call that mindless eating where we're just kind of eating everything in front of us. We can't stop. If our hands are busy, we're going to be less likely to unintentionally eat all of the food that's in front of us if our hands are busy, because when we go to grab something, we realize that there's something in our hands and our brain kind of goes, oh, hold on, you're holding something. Oop, do you actually need to get, you know, a 10th handful of chips and guac or something like that. So it's a really easy strategy to be a little bit more mindful if you're keeping your hands busy because you physically have to put down the things in your hands, which kind of kicks your brain into gear, brings you back to the present moment and goes, oh, do you actually need that, you know, the 20th serving of cheese or are you actually feeling quite full and satisfied and should you just continue to hold on to those things in your hands? So that's number tip number 15 if you really do struggle to um, stop eating things that are in front of you at social situations. So there you have it, guys. These are my top 15 tips. And as I said, they might not all be appropriate for you. I don't expect you to do every single one of them. I want you to go out. I want you to enjoy the foods. I want you to enjoy the festive season. So take the tips that you need and that will work really well for you and simply leave the rest. And I do hope that this podcast today has helped you to understand that we can go out, we can eat the foods that we love, but we don't have to undo all of our hard work and we don't need to completely restrict ourselves. 
ourselves. But what we do want to do is listen to our body. So tune in, stop eating when we're 80% satisfied, not 110% stuffed, and actually just, you know, leave that, that social situation feeling great. So listen to your body, choose one or two things that's going to fill up and nourish your body. And then another one or two small things that what I call your soul foods or something that your soul desires. So rather than going into a social situation and going all or nothing and eating and drinking everything in sight, which is going to leave you feeling pretty crappy, actually enjoy your food. Choose a few things that are going to put some good nutrients into your body that's going to you know, leave you feeling satisfied and nourished. And then choose one or two small things that really make your soul happy, like a glass of wine or some dessert or some you know cheese and fresh fruit after dinner or something like that. So my challenge for you today, guys, is again, not to do everything in this podcast. It's just to choose one or two things. But honestly, knowledge is just stored information. Until you start to continuously act on something, you're never going to change. So you can listen to this podcast and think, oh, that was great. Leanne had some really practical tips, but I promise you the next time that you go out, unless you actively try to implement these things, nothing's going to change. So I recommend that you pause this podcast now, get out a pen and paper and write down the one, two, three things that resonated with you the most, because unless you actively act on it, you're not going to change. So we want to implement some of these things, either the next time you go out or this weekend, we want to get straight to work. And unless you write these things, things down and reread them a couple of times over the next few days, you're probably just going to forget all about them because you're only human. And I don't blame you guys, but really get out a pen and paper, write it down, put it up somewhere visible and remind yourself of the two or three tools in your toolbox that you're going to use the next time you go out to a social situation. And that brings us to the end of the podcast today. So if you enjoy my podcast or if you have any suggestions for future topics, please leave me a positive rating or review in the Purple Apple Podcast app. Tell me how much you enjoy the podcast and give me some suggestions for future topics for me to record. Guys, leaving me a positive rating or review only takes you a couple of minutes and it absolutely means the world to me because it helps to show Apple that my podcast should be shown to more people. It boosts me up the charts and it exposes me to more um, people who I can get some great evidence based and balanced nutrition messages out to. So I really do appreciate all of your positive reviews and ratings. And also if you, if you enjoyed the episode and you think it will help people, please share it to your Instagram stories so that that way I can repost it on mine and let others know what you think of it as well. So thank you so much guys for tuning in. And I really do hope you all have a happy, safe and nourished festive season.